Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Simpia on SAFM, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. It is nine minutes now before five o'clock. In a bit to raise awareness of the, in a bit to raise uh, to raise awareness of um of in a bit to raise awareness of what contributes to efforts towards the early diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder ASD. A study co-authored by a Rhodes University researcher Nicola Wenenberg of the Department of Psychology has identified and compiled key symptoms into a guide that healthcare professionals can use to diagnose uh, the disorder at various stages of a child's development. For more on this, we now speak to Dr. Weinberg, who's joining us on the line. Dr. Weinberg, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Aldrin. Thank you for having me. Speak to us about uh, this research and also what you were able to um, to uncover through it. Um. I suppose um, it's been focused on autism and um, looking at the, what healthcare professionals, their knowledge surrounding autism, as they're kind of the first point of care that um, parents or family members of often children or toddlers who may be displaying odd behavior, they often go to a nurse or a doctor and um, ask for kind of help or advice if they're unsure. Um, so, and through this research, it's kind of discovered that often health professionals themselves um, don't know, have sufficient knowledge about autism or neurodevelopmental disorders, and this is largely due to the focus on um, communicable disease, which is understandable in countries like South Africa and other African countries. And in the context of South Africa and also that uh, for many, the majority of South Africans, their first um, contact with a health professional is probably going to be a nurse at a local clinic. Um, How would such um, research aid that particular nurse to also communicate uh, to their patients what they're dealing with? Well, um, through this this research, I've tried to illustrate through um, a a case study what um, a nurse may um, recognize as symptoms of autism, Um, kind of not just the textbook symptoms that is integrated as well, but um, so that nurses can begin to recognize and maybe discuss with colleagues as well, such as a child not um, wanting contact at a very early age, um, not touching their parents or grabbing them, um, lack of communication, so that there's kind of awareness of what this might be. And obviously you need, do need to rule out other things, such as that the child can see and can, and can hear those type of things. And obviously there's no physical illness causing um, or the primary cause of the symptoms. But I think if nurses begin to recognize, they can then um, help parents understand what is going on. But this will also help um, that an intervention or some form of help can and be put in place for the child and the family because it's quite a stressful um, diagnosis for a family um, to deal with. Do you think that there should be at least some entry-level um, discussion with, for instance, a, a mother-to-be perhaps or even uh, parents who are looking at, um, at, at, at conceiving or even parents who are looking at adopting a newborn around what are the possibilities that are out there or should you just solely just leave it up to um, the healthcare professional? 
Um, I think if there are parents that are willing to hear um, about various neurodevelopmental disorders, I mean, there's not just autism, there's also such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. We see there's quite a bit of that as well. There's another prominent one, and I think it probably is good for parents to know, but also not to freak them out, if I can put it like that, um, but just that there is awareness that they know where they can go if there's something they're worried about. I think that's an important thing. So it's someone that can be objective and guide them if necessary. You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Apologies for that. You may be wondering what's happening. So we're broadcasting live from our Pulukwane um, studios um, that is in Limpopo. So we just got cut there uh, with the Dr. Wannenberg, who's now back on the line. Dr. Wannenberg, can you still hear me? Yes, thanks, Alvin. Apologies, I missed your question. No problem, no problem. So I was asking about um, getting communities also around um, to have conversations about ASD, specifically because of the issue relating to the stigma that's attached to it. Yes, I think that is something that is um, imperative. I think um, especially if we move from kind of medical professionals to social workers and educators being able to maybe also have more discussions in communities, that would really help because a lot of people are very shy and embarrassed and even ashamed because of the diagnosis or because of the way their child is behaving. What other possibilities do you think are out there with this research? Um. I think, for one, we could start to increase knowledge that would aid, for one, if we can get more diagnoses made, because there's not really epidemiological studies in South Africa. But um, I think intervention, if we can start to establish interventions that are feasible within South Africa and Africa more generally, I think that will be a very, that is the aim where the research needs to go, I think, in the future. Do you think that our um, basic education curriculum is able to respond to children with ASD? I'm not sure if at this point, I think it is definitely possible, but I think once again it's the same that if medical professionals or maybe don't have all the knowledge yet, that educators themselves might not be quite in the loop. But I think if um, there's more knowledge in that area, it will also be better and easier for educators to respond and um, and aid children, because there are also children who can go to conventional schools and others who may need special schooling, but you need people with the appropriate knowledge to be able to um, assist accordingly. Yeah. Have you ever spoken to parents that have struggled with that when it comes to the enrollment of children in, in the basic education schools? Uh, yes, I think sometimes some ch- parents aren't really sure if their child should be going to school or if they're ready for school yet. Um, and some do try and place them in schools, but then their child doesn't really fit in. And sometimes they don't actually have a diagnosis yet, so they're not really sure what is going on with the child themselves. And I think that's also where this kind of knowledge and recognition of the disorder and um, if that can be out there a bit more, it will help. I think it will go a long way, both in terms of schooling and appropriate schooling and assistance and just support for parents and families. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. That is Dr. Nicola Wannenberg, who is from the Department um, of Psychology on this um on this research that they've co-authored with the department, with the university, rather the Rhodes University, um, looking into um, the ASD.